Thanks for tuning in today. It's Kevin from Bison Moon Group, Reach to the Moon Podcast. I'm here today with James Davies. And what's your band name? Uh, the Barkels. How many members are in your band? So we have, we kind of have our band split into two groups. We have our, our main band, which consists of six members. And then we all have backups. So I'd say in total, we're almost at 16, maybe even 18 members. I really appreciate uh, talking to you, not because of that, but I've done like a solo artist in the past and it was cool because she was such like a, even though she made money from being an artist, she was so more focused on her other career, um, but she was also then the booking person that got to decide where she was at so you could see the struggle of trying to juggle all three hats. Yeah, I've always, for my job, I've always been in the trades um, as well. I Right now I'm in steel making, actually. I'm a steel worker. Um, but I've always been a, a little bit of everything. I did concrete for about five years. But I've always been in music my whole life. That's my passion. But it, it never really paid the bills. <laughs> but um, the way this, this band came about was there was a bar in town called Denizen Hall. And when they were opening up, they wanted to start a, a cover group that was a little bit more edgy. And um, when I got approached to sing in the band, um, they basically, I thought it was a, maybe one or two shows. And we ended up playing three times a week for four years and kind of grew this huge following where people now wanted to book us and we had regulars and the, the shows were going just off the hook just people crowd surfing and it was just a great time and from that we've built uh we, we play weddings now we play birthday parties and I've, i have a website that i created because i actually went to school for web design and um yeah it, it's turned into this almost self-running business where it's actually making us money <laughs> so it's nice but i i still have my career haven't quit that but oh that's cool so do you consider your band then uh a company i i'd say that i'd consider us a company we, we have consistent work and uh we've grown a name for ourselves in the music scene in edmonton we, we even travel we, we go to bc a lot uh saskatchewan uh so it yeah I, i'd say that it's a, a business of its own and is this like something that you actually planned as an entrepreneurship as your like personal self uh at a young age i i definitely fell in love with music and i i 
had a lot of original bands and I've, I've toured Canada. I've played a lot of shows with some pretty big name bands and I wanted to do that for a living, but I kind of slowed down after I started to have kids and it, it's tough to make music or money is making music. So I, it wasn't in the cards. I kind of, it kind of just fell into my lap. <laughs> How many kids do you have? I got two little girls, seven, age seven and nine. Being that they're uh, young, what time in the morning do you get up? I usually get up around 5.30 a.m. Uh, for work. I work shift work, so sometimes I'm on nights, but I, I work 12-hour days. It's either 6 to 6 a.m. Or, or else I start at 6 p.m. to 6 in the morning. So what's your biggest thing on your daily to-do list? Uh, my daily to-do list, uh, as far as the band goes, uh, we always, every week, we want to come up with new songs. So we're, we're listening to to the radio, seeing what's popular. We're, we're asking people's opinions. What do they want to hear? Um, as far as my daily life, uh, I've got a full-time job being a dad and working in the steel mill and just trying to make time for my, my girlfriend at the same time. It's a, it's a busy, a busy life. So do you think with 16 people in the band, you would be considered as the owner or what would you call your position? Uh, I don't know. I don't see myself as the owner. I just, I would see myself as maybe the organizer. Uh, we're all equal parts in this band. Um, I just kind of take the back end of things and uh, answer the emails and book shows and kind of keep the ball rolling on learning new tunes. Have you ever had a big investment that you have to sit everybody down and talk to? We d we've definitely been offered big shows if that's what you mean, but uh, as far as in investments, no, not not really. Yeah, no, I would consider an investment of actually buying like a lot of equipment or speakers or like a bus or something like that. So we also have our, our unofficial seventh member of the band is our sound guy, Andrew, and he basically runs all of the the setup of, of equipment. When we play weddings, he'll bring the whole PA and sets everything up he, he's even got lighting rigs that he he's invested in so we pay him well and and he's yeah he's basically part of our band he makes us sound good that's awesome i guess for my personal clarification do you have one six or just six members of your band six members at a time but in total like let's say someone can't make a show we have a couple backups that we can call so that we can always keep the show's going. We, we can even essentially be two different bands playing at two different places at the same time. Awesome. Okay, so I did hear that right. Yeah. Do you think it was more of a firecracker start, or did you all start like in high school and then come together? Definitely uh, we were all on different spectrums of, of, of music. Uh, we have our keyboard player who's who has a jazz trio. We have our guitarist who's in a metal band. We have uh, me as the lead singer. I've been in, in multiple rock bands, pop bands, you name it. Um, we all have come from different aspects of music and we're kind of thrown together for, for a bar <laughs> as a cover band. And uh, it just kind of blossomed from there. We clicked and... Uh, People kept coming to the bar and packing the place just to see us. So it's kind of grown into a really cool thing for Edmonton.
with being that there's 16 people, how often do all of you get together, or is it usually a typical group of three of you that make decisions? Oh, we've got we've got our Facebook band chat. That's kind of where decisions are made. Um, I'd say that I make a lot of decisions and propose them, and we just get thumbs ups or thumbs downs, <laughs> or. Uh, that's where all the decision making is is really made. So being a band that does have a bit of like a price point and an income, how do you guys set your prices or even communicate um the cost factor of traveling around? Well, as far as prices, um we go off government standard for travel time and we've kind of uh just picked a few numbers for what we like on in-town gigs. Depends how long people want us to play. Depends how long um, of the set that we're playing is. So we usually do maybe three one-hour sets. Sometimes it's three 45-minute sets. Depends on how much gear we have to bring. So if we have to bring the whole sound system, we're obviously going to charge for that. So we've just made what everybody's happy with making for their time just a sort of set um the, yeah we, we look at a lot of different aspects before we we decide what we want to quote but i on the website i made a booking form where somebody can come in put all their details and then i assess it and i send them a, a quote oh, i appreciate the honesty it's funny uh even working for a company we looked into what the canada post charges or pays uh for travel Mm-hmm. kind of as a guideline so i understand that well our jasmine and our main lead fo- uh, female vocalist is a makeup artist as well so she's no stranger to traveling for her job she actually has been uh touring with tanya tucker who's a an old country star and uh so she she pays she's been charging the government standard i think it's like 50 cents a kilometer or something What's a secondary thought that you think your customers get from the service that you provide? A lot of times, let's say we're booked for a wedding. Um, they don't really have any activities planned, so it's it's really up to us to, to make the wedding a party. <laughs> if you just have a DJ playing music, they might not be that interactive. Um, I think uh, one of the the pros of having a live band is they get people involved. We can go out to someone's table and make them dance, or we can create competitions in in the crowd and get people really pumped up. Is there any industry secret or a thing that kind of makes you frustrated about your industry that the the consumer or somebody else in the industry knows about but never says? Yeah, there's definitely um, some things in, in the industry. Uh, people don't always put a lot of what's the word they're not putting a lot of value on on the arts they, they don't see that it is a craft and it's not just people um standing there and, and singing like it, it takes years and years of practice and learning and perfecting your instrument i think there's a lot of people who expect people to pay for or play for free or even pay to play that goes out to many promoters where I've heard horror stories, people traveling six to eight hours for a gig in another city and showing up and the promoter hasn't promoted and they expect to just be like, 
oh, sorry, guys, you're not getting paid today. <laughs> There's a lot of that in in the music industry. It's 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 a poor man's sport, you know. You can, I think people need to see the value and the time that's actually put in to being able to be uh, be a musician. What can I do to help you reach the moon? We, I honestly, uh, we've been so lucky. I personally, I can't speak to that because we've we've been asked. We've played at Rogers Place for the Queen concert, the Chili Peppers. We played for Coldplay. We played for the Lumineers. We've been handed so many opportunities already. I think that the best thing I could say is if you see something that you like in the arts scene, promote it and spread the news and and just try to help out in any way you can. If you have, yeah, if, definitely charity shows if people have a a local talent that that they they think would would be good go go to that source and uh definitely use it is there anybody that you really got a lot of support from that you didn't expect i didn't expect the the kind of clientele that we've been playing to uh, the pl- plastic surgeons uh conferences and things like that i never really this like i said this this whole thing has uh kind of exploded to a place that i didn't think it it ever would uh, we've been so lucky to to be able to play for so many different great clients um just by just by word of mouth and and people showing up at other people's weddings and saying wow best wedding i've been to you made our wedding like we have we have to have you at our at our other friend's wedding and it just it's it's a never-ending cycle it's funny because i used to be in the wedding scene a lot and i was booked a year and a half in advance for a wedding one time yeah people lived in calgary and flew into harrison hot springs Mm -hmm. and their wedding dragged on and i'll use the word dragged on for 16 hours (laughs) wow and it was extremely lengthy as much as it taught me how people really prepared for that day with every like morsel of their being they were so excited about their wedding yeah and the big days it's a really cool experience to be part of that definitely i and uh just some of the reviews i've had of people saying this one groom said i forgot i was at my own wedding i thought i felt like i was at a concert <laughs> and to, for somebody to say like it was the best day because of of what we we've done it just feels good to to really make a lot of these weddings a great party. Has your vision at all changed in regards to where you see the band going? I think we're on a pretty clear path right now. We we haven't slowed down on booking. We're we're definitely booking a year to two years in advance, and uh, the path changed from the beginning. From the beginning, like I said uh, earlier. I thought that we were only going to be playing two shows and here we are five years later still packing places and, and booking gigs without even advertising. I guess the advertising is our regular gig on Fridays at Have Mercy. Do you view it as a band or do you view it as a business? Well, I would I would see it as both because businesses make money and that's what the band's doing and we're having fun doing it. So it's a fun business. 
<laughs> Any other markets that you're expanding in or that uh, your forecast is kind of looking at in the future? Uh, we have just started connecting with some more outdoor kind of events. We, we, we've connected with the running room. We did a, their ultra night run and now they've come back and asked us to do a few more runs. So that's, that's something that we've never done is those kind of fun outdoor kind of shows. We've always kind of played in, in bars or weddings or birthday parties. So that's kind of a new market for us. It's funny how um, there are lots of different markets. I was just asked to do a party for a corporate event um, as a DJ, as a grand opening for mm -hmm. a new store. So I understand that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what's a pitch that you've possibly made uh, to perform somewhere or a pitch maybe even for a new band member in the last month or two that went well or maybe didn't go well? The bizarre thing about this band is I have made zero pitches. We just show up at our regular gig, play our show, and my email is flooded with people who want us at their party. I, I, have, I haven't had to go out and pitch to anyone. I'm in a band. I, I've said nothing. I made a website, and it just it's working. I have no idea how, but it's just it's just working on its own. <laughs> I almost don't want to promote too much because, like I said, I got two kids, a full-time job. Uh, a weekly gig plus I'm getting hundreds of emails for weddings so it's like it's running it's uh, it'll eventually slow down I think I, I don't know but uh, for now I've, I've made no pitches with I don't know emails uh, <laughs> flooding your way maybe you should share a few this way I get a, f a, a few but I'm quite happy <laughs> no different than you I've got a lot going on so well I you know I definitely do need some venues to steer people because there are days where we're already booked up and I, I have to turn people down and they, I've had people email me and say can you suggest anything else so if you do have options I have no problem sending them it's all good directions. I understand uh, <laughs> at the end of the <laughs> rainbow where do you see your future looking like well I'm already 35 years old I can't, I can't, uh, I, I, I love to sing. I love to play music. I play many instruments myself. I, uh, I would love to do music as long as I can, but I do know it's like, uh, it has a, it has a time limit on it. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing as, as long as I can until it runs out and nobody wants it anymore. If someone wants it, I'll be what there. What do you think <laughs> you get out of music, um, that, you know what I mean? Typically, people don't think of as an artist experiencing from performing. Yeah, well, while I'm performing, sometimes I'm just in the zone and I, I don't think about anything and then it's over with and I'm like, wow, that was that was crazy. <laughs> but sometimes sometimes I do sort of step back and see all these people singing and going wild in front of me. And I think like this. It, this is happening. <laughs> this is, I don't, it's a, it's a weird feeling. I, if I try to not overthink it because I don't want to make myself nervous. <laughs> James, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Best way to, for people to get a hold of me is thebarkells.com. 
there's a booking form on there. Uh, we also have an Instagram. It's all tagged for the Barkells. So go to Facebook, go to Instagram, the Barkells, B-A-R-K-E-L-L-S. Well, thanks so much uh, for joining me today on the conversation. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. It's Kevin with Bison Moon Group, Reach the Moon Podcast. Thank you very much for having me.